What is going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to another episode of The Kingdom Says. I am your host, as always, Garrett Williams, and I am joined today by my usual co-host. We've got Kyle Henning at the top right of the screen. How are we doing tonight, Kyle? Doing great. Doing great. Back to uh, talk about a bunch of uh, Chiefs stuff with you guys after after a week um, away from the Super Bowl and, and going through everything and doing, doing good now. Um, so we'll get into all that and just yeah. kind of ready to talk everything with you guys because we, we decided to wait for, for obvious reasons so yeah yeah also join us arrowhead tom at the bottom of the screen how are we doing tonight tom uh listen i'm excited to be here i we just spent um well a good chunk of time just catching up and talking and uh it's good to be live and recording and yeah i'm um, good to be here with you guys as always i'm ready to talk about the chiefs and the dynasties and the uh everything that's that's on our plate for tonight yeah yeah we definitely have a a lot of good off-season stuff coming for you guys this year uh this off-season uh we got a lot of super bowl conversations still to have though um if you watched our our last super bowl episode that was mostly about the game itself uh so in this episode we're really going to break down kind of the bigger picture stuff um and all the other fun stuff that there was to talk about the super bowl um because there's still a lot. There is definitely still a lot when you uh, when you go back to back for the first time in like twenty some years, um, and you're you know the new dynasty uh, in the league in the NFL, and uh, you're shooting for the three peat now. It's there's there's a good amount to talk about still. Um, but before we get into all of that, um, obviously, like Kyle kind of alluded to, uh, we t- we took a little break. Um, we were gonna have an episode later on in the in last week couple of them, um, actually yeah we had we had some good plans we had a couple plans in place um unfortunately like many of you have probably heard and seen by now the uh there's an unfortunate shooting at the uh the chief super bowl parade shortly after the parade uh concluded that uh you know one woman lost her life 22 of them were injured including about a dozen or so being kids super super sad situation um definitely that was not something uh, I think really represents Kansas City. Um, definitely doesn't want something that, that represents any kind of football-related stuff. And it's unfortunate that we have to talk about that kind of stuff in a, in a day of celebration and whatnot like that was. Um, it's frustrating. So, yeah, that's that's obviously why um, we we didn't get an episode out later that week. We kind of wanted to just let things chill a little while. Um, yeah, and- it's... I'm sure I don't know how much people will get into it, but people were affected. People we yeah, know, people yeah. people that were around, people that I mean, I there was a potential that I was going to be up there. I decided last minute not to go. So, yeah, a lot of our friends were at the parade. Obviously, a lot of people that we knew that were close to. Um, and it's just a super unfortunate situation that you really hate to see. Um, like I said, on a day of celebration, celebrating the team, celebrating the city. Well, it was and, such a good uh, day before. Yeah. And yeah. something like that, unfortunately, has to, uh, unfortunately, has to kill, kill the the vibes and kill, you know, a lot of. Unfortunately. Yeah, and it's yeah, just super super unfortunate situation. Um, you know, I don't know, uh, Tom. I know you, you might have some some deeper things to say about it. Um, yeah, so I mean, I we talked about this kind of beforehand about what we wanted to say, and, and I think you know this is not a political podcast you guys don't come here to to listen to those types of conversations for a lot of us sports are um a great escape 
for um, these things. So um, I, I will be brief and just say a couple of things. First and foremost, um, as much as I love that sports are an escape, and when I tell you that, um, you know, Kansas City is special to me, the Chiefs are special to me, um, you know, for my mental health. <laughs> Sometimes they're not always the best, but they are they are something that has that have preoccupied me and given me distractions when when things are not always great. Um, you know, that there's an unfortunate reality that sometimes we can't uh, continue to ignore bigger issues in our society and that they will bleed over. And, and that was a big lesson that I took, um, you know, was, um, you know, we, we do operate from a place of ignorance when we don't necessarily know, um, you know, when we're not immediately or, or directly affected by these things. And um, I think that was a big thing for me to swallow to think about some of the other instances in our country that have happened that way. So, um, you know, that's, that's as political as I'll get with it. The other thing I'll say, um, you know, one of the big themes I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful and very blessed to be, um, you know, with, a. um, it shook me up. I'll just be honest with you guys. And I was in the middle of my work day when it happened and, and I had friends that I was trying to check on and, and I had a, yeah. um, thankful. I, I, you know, I had a boss that I could call on and, and they said, you know, repeatedly, they just said, take care of yourself right now, take care of yourself. And I want to, um, encourage anybody who's listening. Um, you know, we're, we're about a week removed now from that. And, um, you know, it's easy. It's, it's kind of wild how, Quickly, we can, as a society and as the news headlines change, you know, we want to move forward. But um, I, I just hope that you're taking care of yourselves. Um, and, and you know, my day job, I work in mental health. I'm always going to advocate for that. Um, there are so many resources for you to reach out to. Um, you know, please, please do that. Please, you know, reach out to your friends, reach out to your families. Make sure people, the people you, you love know that, that you love them, that you care about them. Um, you know, because it's we're never promised another minute on this earth. So, um, but yeah, take care of yourself. And then finally, I, I just want to say this, um, you know, absolutely senseless tragedy. Um, hearing the stories of the woman who did uh, lose her life sounds like she was a wonderful um, individual in our community. I, I We talked about pre-show before about, you know, different people that we know that knew her, um, you know, and it's, I, I don't say this to say, oh, we should just move on. We should forget. I, but I, I want to say this was a day that was supposed to be full of joy and it was until it wasn't. And um, I want to encourage you all um, in the midst of all the, that darkness and all the bad things that happened. There were so many stories of humans being what Kansas city is about, whether it was the players, whether it was Andy Reed, you know, comforting young kids, um, Trey Smith. I know some of those guys get a shout out, but, but even then I've, I've seen stories on social media of, you know, um, local business owners or, or uh, people just looking out for each other. And that's what this city's about. And so um, I, I don't want to dismiss or say, don't mourn or don't, uh, you know, don't care, but, I would say this, there's value in not letting the bad guys mm -hmm. take away the good in this world. And, to, you know, they robbed us of those moments. They robbed us of a human, of a beautiful human life. They, they robbed a lot of people of a sense of security and safety. Let's not give them any more than what they've already taken. Let's remember 
the the positives. Let's remember what the community is about. Let's remember what this what the team we were there to celebrate um, had done, and let's continue to heal and move forward, and um, you know continue to to try to shine and and be good people in the midst of all this. So um, that's that. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. I know we're now eight minutes in, but. Um, well, if you really want to know how I feel, you can always check my Twitter. I've got a lot of more, <laughs> a lot more opinions on there. Um, but I, I just want to say that again: take care of yourselves. Let's not let these, um, so these bad people rob any more than they, than they have already. I did, that's did, that's two parts I kind of wanted to highlight. Um, that I would the only things I would add. Um, they took a lot of the joy and the stuff like that, and it's going to affect a lot of folks that were that were there and a lot of people that knew people that were there and that kind of thing. Um, but to that same extent, to the same extent with some of the other tragedies, um, we don't want, I don't, I don't think that stopping doing those things, the parades, the marathons, the different events that have been affected by these things. Yeah. Stopping those is not something that it, it allows them control over something and, and fear of something. And we don't, and you don't want to allow those things while now, not to discredit if you have issues or fears of those things because of things that you're affected with, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But the general whole to stop doing those things for these reasons, I think, would be a mistake. So that's where I would I would add that. And then you gave some of the shout outs. We talked about the loss of the woman's the woman's life, and um, we we really want to make sure we highlight that. And I want to shout out Harrison Butker for yeah. doing what he did. Um, he was contacted about her them wanting to bury her in the jersey um, that she, I believe she was wearing that day, which was his white Harrison Bucker jersey, and he's he stepped up and got them one. A lot of people have shown the really good parts like Tom talked about. So, with again, with, with the bad, there is the good as well, and that's, that's where we want to kind of yeah. leave it and highlight those families. There are yeah. tons of ways to help contribute to those families if you would like. The Chiefs have put out um, links for it. For the families, I know there's a couple of different GoFundMe's for the two. Or there's multiple families there that have been involved. Some of the children that have been that were wounded have a couple of different ones. But I know the the Lopez and the Galvin families both have have different ones for for them. So if you want to do anything with that, go over and do that, um, and support that way too. So yeah, yeah, I'll just say you know, like uh, you guys allude to, hate will never win. Yeah, uh, we can't let hate be the enemy of a of you know good times and joy and celebration and stuff like that. Um, so definitely rest in peace to, to Lisa Lopez Galvin. And, uh, you know, through the rest of this episode, we're going to try to be like Tom mentioned a, a mental escape, a mental retreat. Um, football is best at that. I'd say um, that's one of the, the great things that brings football and community together. So we're going to do that. We're going to, uh, you know, rewind back to the Super Bowl, and uh, we're going to talk a lot about, uh, some of the real positive things and the real fun things that there is to talk about that. Super Bowl 58, right? Yeah. See, yeah. see Tom's wearing the jersey that I was wearing yeah. during the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. And then I had jersey. I got the I got the Super Bowl shirt I, on. I had to I had to Fresh. take that off. I was yeah. wearing my Derek Thomas jersey during the game. And, and we got up to that interception that Pat threw in the third quarter, and I was like, uh, okay. Because at halftime, I was like, no, we're good. I'm not going to change the jersey. I, I'm good with still rocking the DC jersey. We're good. Because I've worn the same jersey for the Super Bowl every year, except mm -hmm. for the Tampa Bay year, which I wore Travis's jersey. And I have not worn Travis's jersey for a Super Bowl since. Um, I but I've worn, Mahomes's, I've worn Mahomes' jersey <laughs> every other year that they've won. And I had Derek's on. 
and I switched to Patrick's after the interception, and we went forward. So, mm-hmm. um, not a li- not superstitious, just a little stitious. It's, it's a little stitious, you know. I've worn the same hat for every single Super Bowl win, so I, I can relate. <laughs> but I was wearing Kelsey's jersey; it did pay off tremendously. But Good. yeah, yeah. Like I, said, Ryan, I just like, I can't touch the Kelsey jersey during the game and during the Super Bowl. I wore I wore it all season. And basically every win, and almost every time I didn't wear it, we lost. Yeah, so that's that. We just need to talk I, about quickly how clean the Super Bowl shirt is. Mm-hmm. Definitely the best one so far. I mean, sure. look at that thing. I that also thing like is, the uh, nice. airplane, the uh, runway hat for this Super Bowl better than the previous ones. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. I got I got a new Super Bowl hat on, just a nice black one with the uh, the uh, fifty eight logo. I really like yours, but that yeah. as far as all the runway hat mm-hmm. designs, like I remember the like. Um, Oh, what's the term for it? The Super Bowl in Arizona one where it was like the... Yeah, they had like the little like banners on the end of it. Yeah. I can't think of the name of it. I'm freaking... Some, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, and then this one though with the whole... With the sign and with the whole layout, I thought it was a really, really well... Really clean and really well laid out look for that hat. And it was just a really good... Yeah, I'm usually not a huge fan of the Super Bowl hats directly. That's why I always get like the... Just like the basic one that has the side patch on it. But that one did look... It did look pretty good. Um, If you got... If you got a version that had the uh, the logo on straight. Because that seems to be... I didn't realize that. It seems to be a very common problem with fanatics. Look, man. The Super Bowl. (laughs) The NHL... The logo is just completely crude. The NHL has their actual jerseys, sweaters. I I can't even call them. They're actually jerseys now. They used to be sweaters. Now they're just crap. They're awful. The the, the quality that the players are wearing during the games are awful. Like, they – oh, it's so bad. The merch merch game, it feels like it's going – it's going down and down as it keeps on going. But this shirt's nice. I can't lie. This shirt is nice. Nice material. Got the nice ironed-on stuff, so – that, I'm happy with it. The reason yours good, is good straight is because it's so big it, that they probably couldn't screw it up too bad. Yeah, this is. I think. I think they just had like you know a basic black Chiefs hat, and then they just put put the side patch on it already. You know, type deal. You're lucky it didn't come in like sideways. Right. Yeah. Then the side patch is good. A little big. I mean, it's just solid. Solid. You know, solid look to it. But yeah, I mean, Chiefs logo pretty centered. I'd say so. I, good deal. Yeah, good deal. Logo. Yeah. I uh, I bought this jersey uh, the Saturday before the or. Yeah, the Saturday before the game, um, and wore it for the game. So the Chiefs are undefeated in the jersey. I will be saving it for the playoffs next year. Yep. Um, I had to. Yeah. I had to buy my replacement. See, DT was like the second jersey I had after Gerbach, but it was so small, and I wore it so much <laughs> as a kid that the numbers yeah. were actually like ripping off of it. But mm-hmm. Mitchell and Ness did a whole bunch of authentic throwbacks. Yeah, they did. Those were nice. And I have one of the DT Mitchell and Ness throwbacks that I got. Yeah. That I would really like to get my old DT jersey that I literally wore the front mm-hmm. off, which was Mitchell and Ness as a child. I would really like to get a, a DT, a DT Pro Bowl jersey. Those things are sick. That's like yeah, a, so that's one of the best. Nice. That's one of the elite ones with the the old Pro Bowl jersey mm-hmm. designs. Yeah, those are pretty elite. They're so but, hard uh, to find. Yeah, that's true. Um. Okay, so the Super Bowl, obviously, the Chiefs well, happened to win it. In case you guys, in case you guys are living under a rock, Chiefs won the Super Bowl uh, again. Took a little while. Took yeah. a little while. Took an extra quarter, a full yeah, sure extra did. quarter, full extra quarter, almost almost two extra yeah. quarters, which people didn't realize was even almost. A thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and by I didn't people, realize. We mean the, I thought, 
and by people we mean players on the sideline for the four. Yeah, yes, yeah, certain certain players. Um, imagine I saw I saw I don't remember whose tweet it was, but it said, "Imagine being Eric Armstead and finding out the rules at the same time that Ice Spice did in the booth with Taylor Swift." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Ouch. Kyle Utrecht, same deal. I was on the. I was Kyle, like, yeah. Yeah. Kyle was like, "Wait, if we score a touchdown, they get the ball too." <laughs> Oh, yeah, that yeah. doesn't that's, seem fun. That's gonna be one of the fun things we talk about in this episode: the uh, Super Bowl mic'd up, um, which always is a absolute great time. Um, Man, they do such a good job. And it, it brought some gems. It sure did bring some gems. I mean, the old Hey oh, George, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey George, Hey George will probably be in ingrained well, in everyone's mind for a while. That was pretty yeah. classic. For those who didn't see the mic'd up uh, on that on that first drive that Christian McCaffrey so had to fumble. Yeah, George Kittle goes to block George Karloftis and. Oh, he, you know, he didn't up. go to block. He 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 blocked him originally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he blocked him, and then uh, he didn't realize the play was over or play wasn't over. He pulls up, gives him a hey George, hey, George. and as soon as he said that, George just dies underneath him. George is like to get, to, get the, to get the fumble recovery, and you see his kill like laying on the top of the pile, like eh. so that that was a that was a fun moment. Um, like you said, all the 49ers players not understand the rules, and then there's a couple of them oh. mid game who were. Uh, Discounting the oh, homes oh, to say it nicely. It was time. We'll get to receipt time. Yeah. Well, we, I, we I, got this. Yeah. About the mic'd up, um, you could tell the difference in the approach to the game, and I think I think it sums yeah. up really well the Hey George like thing. Um, but like, I, I don't want to say Go one ahead. of the teams have been there before because they've both been there. But one of them it, acted like they had been there, and like yeah. like it was a business trip, right? And that's one what that's what Mahomes said, right? There. If you treat this like the business trip. I'll bring you back here, and we'll we'll have fun. Um, and the, but, other, the ones had success there, and ones had heart heartbreak and heartache. Yeah. But, and but the Hey George one, like you know, that's I mean you that's know? football one on one. That's day one. You play through the whistle, you know. And he's like, oh yeah, I did my job. You know, you're out of the block, and it ends up, you know. Really, I mean, if they'd recovered that, there's a it good chance it looks really bad optically. It looks pretty bad, man. Yeah. So it sucks because he made the play. George did his job all the way up until he did not do his job, yeah. and then yeah. But that's so, how it is. You got to play through. You got to be and play. you got to be aware. And and awareness came in later with the with the foot and the ball and the muff punt, and which wasn't a muff punt, but everybody called him right. Muff punt. Uh, look, it. There was a focus difference. I don't know that it was a focus difference. I think it was a like a mentality difference and a mentality. Really. Well, and yeah. they and there was a couple of things that happened that let a lot of hair out of the balloon. And uh, Dre Greenlaw yeah. getting tearing his yeah, that Achilles. was a tough one. That was tough to watch. You on that. heard yeah, that sucked, man. The thing that stuck out to me on that, the two things that stuck out to me, the first one was Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. You, you heard it in his voice. Yeah, he was torn up about it. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Just the yeah. absolute—he screamed. I think louder than Dre Greenlaw did, and Dre Greenlaw is the one that tore his Achilles. Yeah, yeah, I, he did. And then the shot after him sitting on the bench, well, in tears, basically. I mean, full tears. That one—that's just hard to watch. That one wasn't yeah. really stuck out. That one. As soon as I saw mm-hmm. what happened, I was like, "That's." It's that's going to be cart and tears and sad, and yeah. I felt bad for the dude. And you never, you don't want to see it, but I knew once he did, once he did it, 
The other thing that I noticed immediately that stuck out was Patrick pointing it out instantaneously to yeah. Nagy and the co- uh, 57, 57 got hurt over there. It got hurt over there and immediately pointed it out because Oren Burks came into the game and I feel bad for Oren Burks because yeah, definitely not the same his, caliber as, well, as yeah. people are going to know his name because he got picked on. Yeah, let's say as soon as, the, the, as soon as Dre Greenlaw exited, um, Kelsey just went well, off. Well, like nine for ninety-two yards or something. Nine three yards. He had eight for ninety-two, and he had nine. Right. Yeah, he had one for one before that. Yeah. But it was, I think they, I think Oren's numbers at the end that I saw a total given up. He was like ten for eleven and a whole bunch of yards and a touchdown. It was like, yeah, that that makes a huge difference. But yeah. it also makes a huge difference when mm-hmm. your quarterback in a in tight games and 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 close games knows exactly how he needs to play to win the game. It's the conversation that I had all year when everybody was they can't win another Super Bowl. This team can't win a Super Bowl. We can't. They can't even get there. They're losing in the first and second round. Was it pretty? Absolutely not. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes in a chip and a, to use a poker reference, a chip in a chair at the tournament or a chip in a chair at the table is a chip in a chair. I'll take and take the bet to win pretty much every time. And yep. he did it on the road this year. On the in the most difficult road games, on the most hostile environments, they went to Buffalo, to Baltimore. They beat everybody they needed to beat beforehand. All you have to yeah. do at this point, win your division, get in the playoffs, and give Patrick a chance. And as soon as you give him a chance, and you could hear it in the mic'd up, you could see it in the audio, you could see it in the body language of the players. Mm-hmm. It was almost as if, as that game got longer and that gap got was still was still tight, and there was it was still back and forth. You almost knew how it was going to end. Yeah, yeah because I mean, basically it, the entire world saw that. Yeah, as soon as you get Patrick Holmes the ball back in overtime, it's over. I and mean, it's not even that though. It was it was before that, like the the game being tied and being knotted up and you give him two minutes because you don't yeah, get the first down and, and, and you and like, you, they it's just time after time and after a first half where the Chiefs played about as badly as they could have played in the first half and they were down mm-hmm. three or seven at halftime and then to even come out yeah. with their advantage being ball at half and to make a turnover and still not be punished punished for it that you can't it, it, yeah and i mean the best thing. because he's 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 the guy he's he's the best he's not the most decorated he's not the most um accomplished he's the best quarterback to play the sport Ever. period dot mm-hmm. end of story dot no further comments dot like we're done <laughs> now i yeah. he, he went Everybody, Tom, the Tom, I love. Tom was great. Tom is very accomplished. Tom is the greatest accomplished of all time. Greatest of all time. He's the most decorated. Great. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Tom Brady won three Super Bowls doing Brock Purdy-ish things. For the if first you, three. 
and um, and, and I'm not, again, and and then he developed later and became the assassin of the quarterbacks, like we've seen with Patrick. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Patrick did the whole I got to break the league so badly that now defenses play cover two fifty five fifty percent of the time and nobody can throw the ball 17 yards downfield anymore. And went from there where I have to carry a whole team with a defense that's run by Bob Sutton to I need to not do too much and get turnovers and mm -hmm. give the Raiders two touchdowns on Christmas and we win football games and go win a Super mm -hmm. Bowl. He went the other the old, way. The old he's check already, down merchant. You know? He's already he went he went nuclear to then go Alex Smith Tom uh. Brady, and it's the and every other quarterback goes the other direction. Almost every other quarterback we've ever seen ever. We, mm -hmm. the, what you're watching has never happened before. You can put that start up yeah, against anybody literally. in history. Anybody, you're yeah. not gonna see it. Not the numbers and the awards. Not both. Not the mm. numbers, the personal accomplishments, and the team accomplishments. Not all three. That's he pretty has unheard. It all. I mean, Dan Marino had like all the passing records at the time, and he never, and no he never trophies. had one. Yeah, he went Ever. to like one. He went to one zero, I think, his rookie year, and they never went back. I think. Correct. I think that's how the story goes. And yes. it's like Pat is not only literally breaking every single record as he goes. I mean. There's like that that chart that just shows like the passing yards that he just like every year he just slowly just takes over like Drew Brees and all those other guys and it's like he's doing all of that. Um, then mm -hmm. on top of that, he's also had just happens to be like one of the most winningest quarterbacks of all time so far. And his playoff career Bulls. is an MVP season. <laughs> yeah, his entire like, not, not he's like, close. Yeah, he's like what fifteen and three in playoffs, I yeah. believe is the is the stat, he, and he has like over five thousand yards, a ridiculous yeah. amount of touchdown to interception ratio, and it, it's an MVP season. Defenses. Yeah, it's against, an MVP season for literally anybody. And that's his playoff yeah, record. But against the against the best of the best, because it's the playoffs. Yeah, and, and especially this year. I mean, this year is is, is the the cream of the crop, pretty much. And he didn't that. have any crazy numbers this year, but he also didn't have the weapons and didn't have the the stuff. And you know what? They did every bit of what the, he got. Every they he squeezed it. every ounce and every drop out of everything that they had, and they won. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the other part of being a quarterback when you don't have. We are we heard oh, the knocks against. Him. Oh, he's got all these weapons. He's got. Tyreek and Travis and they've got 1400 weapons and this and that well he didn't two years in a row now because they traded Tyreek Hill and built a defense yeah. and I don't think that's what? ever been done before trade trade the yeah. best one of the best receivers in their prime and win two Super Bowls after that I don't know if that's I don't know if the Patriots did that well that's a Brett Beach conversation which we'll get to with the legacy stuff but for the Mahomes portion of it he's he's the best we've ever seen play it and that makes people uncomfortable and angry and People oh, yeah. don't want to see him win, oh, and, yeah. and and guess yeah. what? I think people are you, a little angry. You need to enjoy it because this is the stuff, man. And he's now in the realm. He's the only guy that's anywhere close to him besides Tom Brady, even from a let's keep stats yeah. standpoint, is Montana. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say this. I think um, to give a shout out to Josh uh, from Kingdom Recon. Uh, Josh Wingate, he said it this way, and it, you know, I, this conversation made me think of it. If 
if you took all of the players in NFL history and we were starting over, every roster is empty and it's a draft, and you have the first pick, any quarterback you have, whatever, you know, you're drafting them as their rookie. The, the person you're taking is Pat Mahomes, period. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you could make arguments, you could have preferences, but the person <laughs> that the logical people are going to take who don't have some weird vendetta is Patrick Mahomes. I understand you could argue Tom Brady, you know, whatever, but in terms if of you get to take him when he's 28 or 30. Yeah, and, but just in terms well, of being Jim Kelly went to four straight Super Bowls, though. Jim Kelly, you know, everything you That's want him to do that. in a quarterback to adapt his game, to be mobile, to be um, to be clutch. We don't talk about mm. how clutch this man mm. is, right? Like, mm. just, I mean, it's actually, I'm glad you mentioned that, Tom. Bring up, bring I'm up the numbers, Tom. Bring up the numbers. I know you I'm saw the same you numbers. That, I did. Tom. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to who put this up. Um, is it the, the charts? Is from, yes. The tweet yeah. is from yeah. Rohan underscore K one Oh one says, uh, Grim Reaper is the title. And then the credit is to Lev, at L-E-V-A-K-A-B-A-S. It's a chart for Patrick Mahomes plays way better in the clutch. Are we yep. ready for are we ready for the numbers here, kids? Um, yeah. Yep. So his total EPA per play, um, he's at the top of it in the first quarter and in the second quarter and in the third quarter, and he's he's pretty close to the top of it in uh, he's in the probably the second grouping in the uh, last from five minutes, fifteen minutes to five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then in the last five minutes in overtime, he's um, a full point ahead of the next closest person in yeah. EPA per play yep. in the in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter in overtime. Um, he and the next one, yeah. Uh, then, which is bonkers, by the way. D- d- uh, moving point one in EPA on on a That's chart like that jump. is. I mean, if you would see the chart, it's. I mean, it's about this much of a difference between him and the next well, guy. I mean, to yeah. put it in perspective, that means every 10 plays, he adds a point. One over more point his next closest yeah, exactly. guy. Yeah. Roughly. Which is wild. Which is Looney Tunes. Uh, so, Patrick Mahomes plays his best when he's losing. The EPA per play with it, and this is done with win probabilities, um, yes. he's at about 0.2 in the 75 to 95% win probability. Yeah. Top so, of the pack, top, of the pack. top, top third, not crazy, pretty top 10. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, 50 to 75% winning percentage. And this is getting progressively smaller here. So I should say 75 to 50. Um, right. he yeah. jumps a full point again, 0.1 in that yeah. category to 0.3. Top of the pack, top of the pack is, with a small margin in front of the next person, but yeah. a margin. So, so then we move to 50% to 25%, and he goes just a little bit higher above the 0.3 line, and yep. the gap widens to widens. Three, yep. almost three-tenths of – or three-quarters of a uh, 0.1 there, so about 0.075 mm-hmm. increase. Yeah. Um, you go to 25% to 5% chance to win the game. Yeah. Guy has a less than 25% chance to win the game per stats. Patrick Mahomes' EPA mm-hmm. per play is – 0.32 the next closest is a nearly a full point at like 0.2 and some change yeah ab- under him pretty significant gap uh, pretty significant gap from the next 
best and the rest of the pack. I mean, the last and final chart that is here is his play on third and fourth down. So the first down chart, he's just under point two and right at the top echelon of the league again, but just kind of lump there. Peyton Manning, and this is, by the way, these are some all time numbers because Peyton Manning is in here. So yeah, he's Peyton still Manning. way he's up when I say game. not the top third. It's not top third of like the 32 guys this year. It's top third of like ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. This second down, Mahomes and it looks like Purdy are basically next to each other on second down at point two. Yeah, shout out Brock Purdy, good second down player. Third and fourth down, Mahomes is nearly point five on the EPA per play, four point point four and some change. Mm-hmm. The yeah. next closest is point three one ish, so almost mm-hmm. a full point one five point per play. Point and a half. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty big gap. there's a just every time you look at charts with him and clutch and him and this and him it it never ends he's always at the top right um it it's always always Mm -hmm. always um the same conversation his to continue head down this epa route my my dad sent me on from today of uh notable qb's first year six is first six years as a starter and it and it's him, and the next closest guy was Aaron Rodgers, and and there's like this much space between their lines on the chart, and and it's a line chart, and and you know you continue it out, and it and it gets progressively worse every single chart you look at. He's yeah. just better. <laughs> he yep. is, yep. as the kids say. So and obviously, it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah He's it's inevitable because it's... of. <laughs> It is what, uh, the body language, man. The 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 emotions of the the game started on the mic up with them talking about how much fun the game was going to be. One of my <laughs> the most telling clips was sitting there, and I think it was late fourth yeah. quarter, right when overtime starts, and Nick Bosa is sitting on the bench with an oxygen mask. This isn't fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Weird. Yeah. This isn't a this isn't a fun joyous vacation. This is the Super Bowl, guys. Like. This isn't going to be a fun time. This is going to be a war. This is what it's going to be. And it was fun for one person. And we talked about the difference between the two teams and kind of the approach it felt like and the mentality. Like I said, the Niners came out with so much energy and they were really, really about it, but they were really about it and it didn't ever lead to much. And they didn't capitalize off of what they had opportunities with. And if you leave food on the table, and you leave the and, the and you leave the door unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be gone. Yep. And Patrick and the and the Chiefs defense walked in, <laughs> grabbed the food, and left. And uh, Kyle Shanahan, yeah. Kyle Shanahan has some mm. things. Is uh yeah he's Kyle Shanahan is gonna go down players. as one of the greatest coaches I think in NFL well at least he'll be in the top he'll be in the top echelon of, of head coaches but is well, he has we, had some Andy Reid kept him on his Andy Reid track so yeah I mean he, he is on the Andy Reid track of of losing your first couple uh mm-hmm. couple bouts in the big game and you know as he gets older he'll probably hopefully uh, for Niners fans and anybody else uh kind of get over that hump but yeah, it is unfortunate that he's now done three receiving ends of some Super Bowl comebacks. We've blown double-digit leads in every Super Bowl he's been in. Whether yeah. he's been the offensive coordinator yeah. or the head coach, he's, they've not, blown double-digit leads. That's not ideal. 
That is no. not ideal. The legacy for Mahomes is is cemented. He could retire today and he would be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. It, done <laughs> like, in the like story. Probably even the number one player of, of all time in a in an overall redraft. I think you're yeah. taking Mahomes just for the talent purposes and yeah, just the, the pure everything just you've seen. Yeah, everything, everything you've seen. seen. And it ain't slowing down, folks. I hate to break it to you, but it ain't slowing down anytime soon. Unless, uh, well, we, it's, just, it's, it's part of the legacy thing. It's the continuation. 15 more years. They talked about it as soon as the, this one ended. The, they, the field celebration had Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes talking about three, but they had to get <laughs> two first. Yeah, they didn't even touch the Super Bowl trophy yet. And they're like, yeah, all right, well, I guess we're going to do this next year and just three feet. Yeah. What? It's like, yeah, I want a third. I want a third. Yeah, just. Uh, they, um, unreal to think about. That yeah. was the goal from the start. They this year, and we talked about. It looked like there was points in time this year where they looked frustrated, or like they were ready to be towards the end of the year already, where they were kind of just vibes were off over yeah. it, and they were vibes were not great. And why are we just ready to play games that we actually want to play? And we and and, and it's hard for a team that's won a lot and played more football than anybody else has ever played in a five-year stretch now or so six-year yeah. stretch now and to to do also one more games than anybody else that's mm-hmm. and to I do these like things 90 wins in that stretch and there's 69 wins is the next closest pretty crazy and to have a bunch of young guys too it's a lot to do that week in and week out but yeah, the legacy stuff matters. Warriors. And we asked about, well, can teams turn it on? Most teams cannot flip switches. See the Eagles, <laughs> see the Cowboys, see some of the other teams that struggle when it comes time to turn, turn or that struggled this last year when they needed to flip a switch when things started to go sideways or bad and there was no switch to flip. Chiefs have yeah. the switch to flip and they've had it. They had it this year. That and good to great teams have the ability to do those kind of things and play their best when it matters most. And so far, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Spagnolo teams, and yeah, I said all those names for a reason, do that year in and year out. And the personnel has changed, the names have changed, the faces have changed in a lot of instances. Patrick's the old guy, one of the old guys on the team. He's one of the most tenured chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's impressive to watch what he's done with the uh, with the growth and the adjustment of his game but also with the in comparison to the team's development and the different ways they've asked him to play. People all oh, you guys got you got guys that were winners. Remember, you used to hear all the time about how Tim Tebow was a winner. Well, Tim Tebow was a winner, <laughs> but didn't have the talent to get it done at the NFL level. Yeah, need both of them. Need both of those things to, to work well. And Patrick Mahomes sure dang does. Um, sticking on the player conversation, because uh, obviously there's a couple other players that have some really in, insane legacies uh, here at stake. Travis Kelsey, I think, being one of those guys, obviously uh, one of the, the couple other people on the team to have four or three rings now. Um uh he um, you know i think at, at this point i don't know how much more there is to talk about travis kelsey i think anyone with a brain knows that he is the number one tight end of all time it shouldn't even be much of a comparison people i mean people really like uh to bring up the grunt conversation but it's just 
Kelsey is just on a whole different different level um, than than anybody else has been. Uh, so we, we can touch on touch on him just a little bit if if you guys have uh, have some comments on Travis. Travis. Yeah. Yeah. When, you you want to go, Tom? Uh, what do you? We've said yeah. it all. There's not, not much. Right. Now it's just to say. Oh, it's just like, okay. And now I mean, there's plenty to say because no, because I don't want to do that too much because guys, it's him and Jerry Rice. Yeah. yeah. When you're when you're breaking Jerry Rice records, that's crazy. That's some crazy it's, stuff. It's it's yeah. post postseason receiving records. I didn't say tight end. I said receiving records. Yeah. Any player that catches the ball, it's him and Jerry Rice. And in a lot of categories, it's him and then Jerry Rice. Yeah, he is now past most of Jerry Rice. Or not most, but a couple of them for sure. A a couple of the significant ones that a lot of folks thought would never be touched. Yeah. And oh, by the way, he said a career postseason high in yardage at age 34 when everybody said he didn't look good this year. And you're right. He didn't look good. He almost he blew his knee up. out in the, on the, in the first week of the season. Yeah. He was just saving all that energy up. I will, he wasn't so, healthy. He was not healthy all year. Yeah. He's and the he, healthiest he he'd been at rest. the end of the year because he got the rest that he was able to get instead of catching it for 16 more yards like we all wanted him to. He did the yep. team thing, not the individual thing, which is what he's always done. Always. So that's the other reason he's a Hall of Famer is the stuff. Look, he gets paid nothing compared to what he should be paid. Let's be real honest. Yeah, but he's got Travis Kelsey. That's all good. I, I, that's fine. But when he <laughs> made those deals, he didn't have a sugar mama. No offense <laughs> to Kayla. He's uh, in a lot of ads. This, this, uh, he's in a lot of commercials. Hey, man. He also has earned a lot of that because the stuff he's done off yeah. the field with the podcast yeah. and everything else and the growing the brand. But I mean, Travis ain't hurting wrong. for money. Let's not, let's not no, get that confused. But, but let's, let's, get, let's yeah. be 100% honest. He is not remotely the highest paid tight end in the NFL, and he is by far the best tight end in the NFL. It's yeah. not even close. I mean, Travis, obviously, Travis knew the long game. A lot of these tight ends, or a lot of just players in general, they – the whole goal is you shoot for the one big contract, your first he big contract, and then Patrick there and you win. go. No, I'm Travis has got multiple smaller contracts. It's obviously made him very wealthy individual, but uh, he is obviously, like I said, been been a team player. Definitely realized like, hey, take it a little less, get everybody else, get everybody else a piece of the pie, be on the best team in NFL history with the best quarterback, the best head coach. He um, saw the quarterback and said, "I don't want to leave." Yeah, I would. I don't. I don't think I would want to leave either. If you have fifteen throwing you the ball, so you would. Travis Kelsey. We've seen people do it. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. He will. He will forever be cemented. I think, and as a all-time great, uh, another walk-in yeah. all-famer right now. Well, I. Uh, so here, and this is. So those two, I, I'm like, I don't even know. Here's the other one who I think punched his ticket to Canton, mm-hmm. without question. That nobody, I, I've not heard a lot of people. Chris Jones, three yeah. Super Bowl rings. He's been the best hey, defender on all three, of, all three of those that. teams. Like, that was a conversation today, I think, actually. The <laughs> man's going to Canton. And I, I understand that this is the yeah. era of Aaron Donald. But, uh, you know, 
Chris Jones. He doesn't need a DPOI been, in your mind. Yeah, he, yeah. Does no, he does not need a DPOI. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm Chris just Jones, asking the questions here. Is I think he's he's had seasons where he's deserved it, but I don't think that he needs it. I mean, multiple first team uh, all pros. You know, that's yeah, first, first team all pros. pros. And like I said, you're the best defensive player on three Super Bowl rosters. Yeah. I think Chris Jones will easily go down probably as one of the most underrated players of NFL history. And partly just because, like you said, it's in the Aaron Donald era. Um, so he's always taken a lot of the shine. But, I mean, the second best defensive tackle and obviously better now, I think, than Aaron Donald. And it hasn't even been close. Well, been that's Chris not a Jones. Yeah. And yeah. now that he has the three rings to back it up and, you know, we'll talk about we'll – do- we'll dive into the offseason in a future episode, but – He'll, he might be going for the three feet two now, folks. He might be going for the three well, feet we're as talking well. About a little bit because it was at, well, yeah, yeah. He he said at the parade, which hey, we gotta hold him, hold him uh, to that. That's a legally binding contract <laughs> right there. His agents didn't want to legally bind anything to that. Yeah, but that was a, that was a big conversation today. And I think you know, with having this this third ring under his belt, he's gotten a lot more appreciation. Um, and I think I don't disagree with y'all, but I just worry is I guess more of my statement. I think he should probably be in at this point. I get concerned that he doesn't have a even a second re, or a third place finish really in the defensive player of the year voting. First team all pros are nice. Those are great. He was, uh, he was in the conversation. He needs, a, he needs an all decade. He needs an all decade team probably here out of this decade, which because Aaron Donald really hasn't been that great this decade so far. It was mostly last decade that Aaron Donald was an animal. Um, Chris Jones has a chance to do the all decade thing in the, in the 2020s. Uh, if he continues his play for another year or two, it, he, he's, I think he's in, but I, I think what Garrett alluded to with the underrated portion of Chris Jones also has a factor here. And while Kansas city knows and appreciates Chris Jones, he doesn't have eye popping postseason counting statistics. He's doesn't have DPOYs. He doesn't have the big the big name recognition award stuff. So it's just something to keep in mind if he if it, if he takes a little while to get in, I won't be stuck. Right. And his career unless he adds more to his over. resume and then yeah, let's say he's, it's kinda of funny to think about it's like Rose only twenty nine years old still. So I was gonna it's say, like he's I'm talking got, about he him like easily, he's thirty seven, he's yeah. twenty nine. He can only he can easily play another five, six years and and rack up some of that. But I mean yeah, two first team all pros, five Pro Bowls. He had a couple votes for AFS Defensive Player of the Year last year. Um, you know, I think, uh, like I said, with the the Super Bowl conversation and just the playoff stuff, the impact that he's had on those teams. Obviously, I being agree the best with defensive you. player, just all the part NFL of that dynasty voters that I worry about. We'll see. We'll I'm, see. I'm we'll doing research now to see. Um, yeah, that conversation will be had a lot more in ten years when uh, yeah. when he's up for that, but. Um, I think he's on track for sure. I think he's definitely on track. Another guy who I would say is on track, uh, Mr. Isaiah Pacheco. We got to talk about this man for a second <laughs> because uh, I'm just saying, Matt McMullen released a stat this morning um, or yesterday, I think actually it was pretty crazy. Uh, there have been four players in NFL history to have at least 75 scrimmage yards in each, each of their first seven career postseason games. Emmett Smith, Terrell Davis, Frank Gore, and Isaiah Pacheco are the four people who have had over 75 yards in their first seven playoff games. Pacheco's the only one who's won all seven of them, by the way. 
so that's pretty good. That's the first running back in NFL history uh, to win two Super Bowls in their first two seasons, I'm pretty sure. Um, absolutely ridiculous. It's definitely a small group if he's not the only one. I think I think and he's, and, I think he and he's got to be the only one. one that contributed that much. He has think, to be I the think, only one that contributed that much that early. I think there was a yeah. I'll, I'll have to double check the stats, but um, his legacy already is is building, and we cannot understate the value that he has had to uh, to this team the past couple the past two years. It helps. Uh, running backs are tricky, um, especially in today's NFL. With the with that, he's to to. He's definitely for, forwarded his legacy. Rings are going to help him, but he's got some work to do, and they've got to be willing to give him the ball enough to get yeah. to get some of to get some of the things he's going to have to check off to get a jacket. Yeah, he was the uh, yeah first running back to start and win two Super Bowl titles in his first yeah. two seasons, so. and that's awesome. That I just to get jackets as a running back in this I era, know, I know. it's a little early, but listen, bro, you're gonna be a dog. You're gonna have to be special, mm-hmm. special to get a running back in the, I'm the league doesn't value running back era. 2024. Because, I was the first one to say it, maybe. I, I might be the first <laughs> one to say it. So I, I think I think there's some young guys that you have a legitimate conversation though that I think is actually funny that you bring that up that are on one of them's on the other side of the ball that we'll get to. Um, yeah, there's a couple guys. There's a couple guys. Another guy that we have to mention uh, in this whole three ring conversation, um, Kyle's very own Mr. Miko Hardman. The uh, I mean, <laughs> that's, I'm just saying the Chiefs never won a Super Bowl before McCall Hardman was drafted. So I uh, look, uh, man, you know. I I like McCall. I think he's a good dude. I I mostly defend McCall because of the hate for him has been insane. Um. The expectations were set to a level for him that were never realistic, yeah. and I've said that from the beginning, yeah. which is why I've been so staunch on, like, you guys are losing your mind. What are we talking about here? And then we saw this year what receivers put up when he was, like, the, some of the other guys that people were giddy that were replacing McColl this year when McColl left originally. McColl hmm. performed in the playoff one playoff game one playoff game the super bowl he had more statistical counting statistics in in the super bowl that mattered than one or two of those guys did all season so like i it's not to victory lap but also the conversation that he was a problem for the conditional sixth that we were somehow losing something of and not getting anything in return and whatnot and he was we're pretty upset about i said I said for the whole time, even when he got hurt, I said, just he's going to come back. They have a role for him. They didn't trade a pick for him for nothing. Brett Veach knows what he's doing. They have a reason that they and they have they have a deficiency in an area that they're used to having, and they trust him to do that role. Well, he caught the deep ball because it wasn't an arrowhead at night, and he could see it. <laughs> yeah, you know who didn't see it? The DB who thought the ball was going to Travis Kelsey or was going to land like seven yards short and instead yeah. landed in McColl's lap. Which, by like, the way, that throw, that throw, was, <laughs> I, I, I think we talked about it a little bit. That throw was crazy. I mean, that he it was thrown. That ball was thrown. Hash. Opposite hash from like the 33 yard line or something. 70 yards. Yeah, it's like over. I mean, I think it's over 70 yards with the distance that it went. Oh, I, yeah. I, was, I was trying to calculate it out exactly. I never got quite the that reception far, but... was 52 yards, I think. Yeah. Okay. And 
Travis and Patrick was about 12 yard, 10 to 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He was also about 10 yards or a 12 yards. I mean, yeah, he was ba- he was left. almost at the left number, um, and McColl caught it basically the at the snap, right numbers. Left of yeah. the snap, and McColl was about seven yards right of where the snap took place. So no, there's there's probably 80 or 90 air yards there, which at is least not at least 80. I think, I think it really does calculate out to about 80. It's an absolutely you, ridiculous you're, throw. You're not, and then <laughs> I saw people like, yeah, that was a bad throw, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah. sure. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And but McColl made the catch and he made the play and he did. and crazy and, enough. Well, because he saw the ball and we he did. He's not the only receiver that's had trouble with lights in Arrowhead at night. I remember Tyreek Hill having lights trouble with lights in Arrowhead. Well, at everybody. Night. And that's I remember like, Demarcus Robinson having Arrowhead. trouble with lights in Arrowhead at night. Like it's a theme. Yeah. It's actually, statistically, yeah, it's harder. To One catch of the harder places to catch the ball else. at night. It's crazy. But, I mean, hey, what do we do to fix that? I mean, come on. Yeah, something we should we should definitely uh, look at. Getting into the stadium conversation. Yeah, stadium downtown. I hear that goes downtown. I don't think he's going to extend a legacy of on the national level, but that those plays in well those plays in that game for McColl in Kansas City change a whole lot of things. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And you you can now not have like he's contributed now, contributed to three rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Major plays, major things, major moments in all three rings, including one of the major moments in the, in the Houston game of making <laughs> a mistake and then atoning for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Everything that's been said, everything that he's dealt with, all the crap he's caught, he's he's lived up to every bit of a second round draft pick, guys. He's helped you win three rings. He's put up five, six, seven hundred yards of varying varieties over multiple yep. seasons. He's been. So we can't every... judge draft picks after like one or two years. Oh my long god! Term effects, long term effects. Turns out it might pay off down the road. He... Very far down the road. I sure do. Lair. Uh, McColl yep. McColl yep. has done everything that has been asked of him. Has he done it perfectly? No. Has he made mistakes? Absolutely. Would he like some things back? I'm positive of it. He's done everything three that he needed now, to do, and yeah. he's got three rings, mm-hmm. and he has the game winner in overtime <laughs> on a back-to-back team. Yeah, that is a pretty crazy part. Um, okay, a couple other guys we should touch on quickly here. Uh, I don't yeah. want to go hour episode to to go into like two hour range, but we're getting there. We might we might we're almost at the hour mark. But um, Cal, you mentioned a couple other players on the defensive side of the ball who who might need to get a little bit of flowers. You're, um, you're jumping. I think Joe Tooney deserves some conversation. Okay, yeah, that's that's true. Fair enough, because he has well, he has three rings now as well. Yeah, uh, Patriots yeah. ring, correct? The thing is, he was just with the Patriots for one of the rings, um, right? Yeah. And now he's got two past two yeah. years and, yeah. and he's done it yeah, that's he's done one it where I, I worry about the voters i know in guards it sucks and i'm not necessarily talking about canton because it's been awful for linemen to get into canton like, yeah yeah awful now he's got some individual awards i think he has an all pro or two doesn't he um uh, don't check on that let me double check i'm on pretty that. sure yeah. he's got a couple of all pro one or two all pros 
Uh, yeah, one all. He was all pro this year. I thought that he got one first, in New England too. That was his first all pro. Um, he's definitely pro bowler in New England. He was a second team all pro. Second in team England. in New England. That's like, what it was. Yeah, so, but that and Two second team. Hold on. Second yeah. team all pros do matter to uh, HOF voters. They do count. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big thing. So I mean, like that. There's so, only. Yeah, but, there's only like two All Pro guards he, every year. So I mean, first team All Pro. Mm-hmm. He's now been a linchpin in an offensive line for two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to win rings, and he's won three rings with those guys. He's yeah, that's pretty good. One of the highest paid guards. He's recognized as such for a reason. He's a machine. He up until the pec injury and and whatnot, he had basically missed minimal to no snaps throughout his career. He's yeah. very like hardly ever. And those are all things for an offensive lineman that they count that matter. Those longevity things for linemen. And, and he's also mm-hmm. been very good as far as the not giving up sacks and crap like that. So, yeah, I mean, actually according. Yeah. He's well, I guess he had missed two games last year. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, he's not missed many yeah, games. Yeah, I think it was the Cincy game or something along. Remember, because Orlando got hurt and then he got banged up or something happened in that. Um, yeah, I think he missed two games last year. That was the only two games. He very rarely game. ever, if ever, gets misses time. And actually, he actually has uh, two second team honors, 2019, 2022, and, and then first team this year. He's also known for playing injured and hurt. Like just playing, yeah, yeah, and the versatility. I mean, he's had, like I said, move around to, to tackle if they needed him. He's actually Even a four-time in- Super Bowl champ. I'm, I'm tripping. He's okay, been, I would, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was four or not. I thought. Yeah, he I didn't realize he was at New England for as long as he was. Yeah, he, he was got there for two years, with New so. England. I yeah. thought so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's four, four times. rings, two each with two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, two of the greatest franchises of all time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty he's, good. Then, he's got. He's got a chance at Canton. He's, oh, yeah. he's probably do a little more, but as far as cementing himself in Chiefs lore, he's there. That's done. That will be a name that people remember on that oh, helped yeah. protect Patrick. And that, there's going to be a lot of a lot of names to remember. Well, and Creed and Trey and the whole line yeah. in the middle there. The that whole, whole middle three. Built. That middle one three. Yeah, that middle three is. They're doing and Trey Smith go. For the things that we talked about with Trey Smith this year, what he did to some folks <laughs> down the playoff run was just mean. Yeah. But, yep. Hey, man. I, it, I think it, he got a couple of penalties for holding just because he beat the guy so bad. I was like, that's not holding. He just, okay, never that mind. Happens sometimes. I, he just destroyed that's holding, that's assault, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Defensive side, uh, there's a couple other guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin Reed's made a name. He's got two now, and it's not NFL. NFL yep. made a name, but Kansas City. He's yeah. he's established. That's a he's been he's been the mouthpiece on that defense now for public mouthpiece for two years. He's been he's I mean, the guy that they I brought mean, in to replace Justin Reed or to play, replace Tyron Matthew. He's he's done a lot of things for that team, and that he he played his best football this this stretch run, I think, probably ever. Especially the Baltimore game. Yeah, he well, it's, it's hard well. because there's so many. I mean, Justin's a 
an interesting conversation, but there's so many young guys on that defense now. Who Which I do. Right? He needs some I know. So, so spoiled. Like, <laughs> right. But I think the reason that Justin gets more gets need more conversation is what you just said, Tom. That secondary group mm-hmm. is a bunch of kids. Yeah. I don't and, know. And, and now, and now, I, like I said, I don't think Justin right now has a conversation all time. He doesn't. He does not. Let's be real. But yeah. <laughs> for legacy things, it's not always the NFL legacy. This is a Chiefs legacy thing for me with Justin Reed. Yeah. The way he played this year in the playoffs cemented his his role in the Chiefs two rings in the in these two seasons and and that addition to the dynasty and to the run. Yeah. I mean, I think just thinking again, the young guys and the number of like, we knew that. Go ahead. Two rings, Trent McDuffie. Tr- I mean, half our That's secondary two for two. That's Trent, the guy. Two for two. Yeah. Trent is two for two. I believe mm-hmm. he's two for two in Pro Bowls because didn't he get a Pro Bowl as a rook? I think so. Yeah, well, I don't he, know. We didn't have to attend him. I know that much. And he all also pro. has the first team All Pro as the slot corner this year. He. Yeah. As Kurt Warner put it, if I don't it think he actually has an official Pro Bowl selection, he has. Well, he hasn't had the option to play in the Pro Bowl. He's been. Yeah, in the no, that's right. I know he got snubbed this year because everybody, all of them, got snubbed this year in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, they got first team All Pro. I thought he got one in the year. Um, no, yeah, he did get first team All Pro though this year. So, but he did get a first team All. Yeah, which is by the way why the Pro Bowl being accountable thing yeah, that's the, the one that matters is all, all pros <laughs> um trent trent now yeah he's i love legerius but i think trent mcduffie's the best corner on this team I, I i he's not the most physical but technical corner on this team i i, I think i'm taking trend in, in in that category i mean they're a hell of a one-two punch that's they are and then i love that legerius yeah. called him his twin but yeah, um yeah i look man trent has a chance to be tremendously special and if yeah. you're tremendously special, sure. yes but if you're tremendously special for a dynastic team as a shutdown yeah. corner yeah, you, you go to Canton. That's never just imagine if Rebus was on the Patriots the entire career. <laughs> Them is the rules. If you're a shutdown corner for a dynasty team, you you go to the Hall good, of Fame. You got a good bid for Canton. For that's sure. just how it goes. We will see what happens with the contract situation with Snead. I I think that they're both. You're splitting a hair, but mm-hmm. they because they're they're both they're different. Elite in different ways, yeah. and and, the, and that's different. where, and that's Although where again that, like hell, that makes me laugh because they're so different. That variety is what makes it valuable because you can mix and match, and you can you can change from zone to to man or move those guys around. Yeah, I definitely don't think you want to split the uh, the twins up yet, um, but you know that'll be a that'll be a whole off season conversation with uh, with potential. Yeah. All well, here's what I was thinking. They can do this. No, I'm kidding. I just said we're not doing no. it. Come on. But um, yeah, that's there's there's a lot of guys guys who have uh, definitely been spoiled with with Super Bowl appearances so far. You know, George Karloftis has two as well. I think he's the only uh, starting defensive end as well who has two 
uh, Super Bowls in the first two years starting. He keeps uh, stacking ten sack seasons. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it's, he'll be a Jared Allen type. Well, let's, let's <laughs> well, also yeah, but he, has, but he has jewelry. Jared he has Allen has yeah, jewelry. Jared Allen, yeah, yeah. These young guys it. on the defense, like, so. Chris Jones is the only one with three rings on this defense, unless I'm blanking. Mm-mm. No, yeah, so, that would be the only one. Because I think legit- uh, well, no, no, Derek Nottie. No, yes, Derek, Derek. Nottie. Yeah, that's Derek true. Nottie technically has three rings, and I believe Legarius was drafted the year after. We after, won yep, one? yeah, Legarius was after. Um, so Legarius is two for three. Yeah, uh, Mike Edwards only has two. Um, so Mike Pinnell has Mike two. Edwards has the Tampa Bay big, ring also. Yeah, big Mike Pinnell has two of them. Can't forget him. Big yeah. Mike, man, that dude. I just they, I I, like to me. That's wild. I, you know, Steve was just like, "Yo, Mike, yeah, <laughs> what get you doing? Come November, on in here. Yep, get up off the couch. Best, well, they the had them on the tackle. practice squad like Halloween. They were probably like, yeah. "Hey, man, get in shape. Come to yeah. practice. Figure out what we're doing." We'll talk to you. We're gonna need you. We're gonna need you to dominate the best left tackle in the game. Yeah, we're gonna need you to body Trent Williams a couple times. We talk about legacy stuff. Yeah, that 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 hurt some Niner legacies, but we won't go down that road. (laughs) that hurt Um, some Niner legacy stuff. They had some. They had some guys with some things on the line, and that hurt them. Let's give that credit to Brett Veach for really overhauling an entire defense. Yep. Yeah. With starters, yeah. literally with starters. Twice. I mean, he's done it twice. If you really think about it, like he overhauled it in 2019, won a Super Bowl, and then overhauled it again in 2022 and won two Super Bowls. Like, well, yeah, 2019 was, was like when you pat. have a flat on your tire yeah, and you patch that and you, you know, you duct tape it to get to the next gas station. And then, then I mean, then I think it was a little more. Than that. I, I think it was a little more than that. I mean, a completely new uh, defense board. He like pulled a new defensive was, coordinator and scheme. I mean, come on. The coordinator is one come thing, on. but that the 19 rebuild was a. I don't have a lot to work with. I got a lot of stuff I got to figure out. I need to patch trade for Frank Clark. You signed Tyron Matthew. I mean, you have a whole new defensive yeah, coordinator. I, I think we're undermining that. Up as best as I, can. I think we're. I think we're underselling that transformation. Also used a Anthony bit. Hitchens and um, who's the other? Reggie Ragland, dogs. Ragland. Yeah, come on, you got yeah. Damian Wilson, no, no, dog. No, no disrespect, but but let's be honest. He took. Listen, it's like this. That two thousand. I mean, obviously, it was just like it was his first year, or like really his second year of like full. Yeah, Island he didn't Mr. draft a bunch of guys, but he, we gotta give Brett Beach credit for a very overhaul. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Sure. He did it. Tw- but what you mean by twice? It was a different way, but it was right. Yeah. One was not a permanent yeah. fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he overhauled it for a one year. Really, they shot for a three-year window with that overhaul, and they only got one out of it. And then mm-hmm. the, the second overhaul was obviously a lot better, drafting a bunch of young guys, building from within. Yeah. But 2019, right. he still did a good job. I don't want to undersell that too much. Come on. Again, I'm not telling you he did a bad job, but they were very different approaches. It, like like we're saying, it, it was a patch job versus a full-on fix. It was a we have to fix this yeah. as best. I mean, I think he at now. least got the donut. I think he at least got the donut on. I think he took Fair. the okay. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, no. Yeah. no listen, this is what it's he at like. least took the tire off, put a donut on, got it down yeah. the rest of the rest of the road trip. And yeah, then, 2019. Uh, yeah. He handed Spagnuolo the keys to a functional, moderately high miles, you know, 2010 Toyota Corolla. 
Uh-huh. And then he said, hold on, big guy. Bang and then a couple years later, now he's got a Ferrari. Spags is, is driving around a yeah. brand new sparkly, you know. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And that's, yeah. Very I, mean, I might categorize it as a Rolls Royce truck, if we're being honest. I mean, yeah. Whatever, <laughs> I mean, whatever vehicle we would like. But he's yeah, got, but... he's got a, he's got more depth and more skill on this defense than we've seen in Kansas City in a long time. But speaking of legacies, um, obviously Andy Reid, Steve Spagnuolo is getting love. Um, I think we we talked about, you know, he got a contract extension, so he gets to recognize Dave Tobe got a contract extension. But but Steve Spagnuolo. The whole freaking coaching staff got paid. Yeah. Well, Spagnuolo may end up with another – may coach himself into another – Head coaching spot here. Soon. Yeah, that's the thing with these. That's the thing with these extensions. That's like, yeah, he got an extension, but it's not like he's locked. Like he can still interview for a head yeah. coaching. Job. I mean, listen, yeah, are probably going to need another head coach in a couple of months. Hey, most but, of those guys got raises yeah. too. It wasn't just more years. They right. got, yeah, I'm sure they, yeah. they, they oh, yeah. and, very well. That would um, be an interesting thing to see. Which um, is good to see that Clark Hunt has the checkbook out because we're going to need it. Um, yeah, so I think that's there's. A lot There's of be a lot like of conversations about special awesome. times in Kansas City. That's um, that's the underlying thing theme. One hundred percent. I it's goodness. There's so much. There's so much there. There's so <laughs> many things there. Um, yeah. Hey, Spags that, is extended. Locked him we, in. Happy. Get him happy. He's the guy. We t- we talked all of the player conversations. Legacy. Uh, Andy. Yes adds obviously another title another thing with he adds the back-to-back now so we're scratching closer to the bill belichick conversation even more so all of those good things also andy has the leg up of you know performing with multiple quarterbacks versus yeah, one doing it for um, completely overhauling two teams two franchises taking them from zero to, to a lot of success and obviously now he has the rings to show for it but so yeah, andy did a lot but um, steve has earned he's earned the love that he's getting before but what he's finally getting now from national people has me actually somewhat optimistic that he gets what he deserves and gets inducted as a defensive coordinator if nothing else yeah that'd be awesome into the hall because he is by far got all the things He's got all the things. He's built the defenses. He's overhauled the defenses. He's walked the defenses. He shut down the best D offense, the undefeated offense, that Patriots, Randy Moss, Tom Brady offense. They, he took Patrick, went with Patrick Mahomes to a Super Bowl and then helped Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl because without that defense, they don't win a title this year. Do not get it twisted. Mahomes was great when he needed to be. That defense wrote the checks all year long. And it, largely had to do with Spagnolo, and if you the players have said it and said it and said it and if the players are going to say it that much i tend to believe the guys that are in the room every day so yeah spags is the guy for me of that group that had added the much to the coaching staff that legacy he deserves every bit of it the only yeah. other guy to talk about is brett beach yeah, Brett Veach is obviously a, a big instrumental part. Um, he will get a lot of conversation, obviously, this offseason because, uh, you know, once again, it's draft season and, and whatnot. So Brett Veach is going to be in the topic. But yeah, the, the 
what he's done. Um, Nazi Johnson didn't play a snap for this team this year, and he was getting oh, starting corner reps. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a lot to uh, to look forward to with the with next year's group. But yeah, Brett Veach can't be understated on what his impact has been. Him completely transforming um, this franchise, and and really, I mean, just drafting unbelievably. There's been he's gotten a lot of unfair criticism, but it sure has worked out so far. Um, back-to-back Super Bowls, obviously. Uh, and his uh, his little speech at the parade also was pretty fun. He, he's going to Canton. He's uh, he's the GM of a dynasty. That's yeah. that's the yeah. requirement, by the way. Like, that, like, GM. And he's young, like, too. I mean, he's really young. He's not. He, I, mean, yeah, I don't know how he started, old he was. When he started, he was one of the youngest, uh, if not the youngest general manager yeah, in the he's league. Young. Yeah, it he's 46. Life. So, I mean, 46. he can do this for another, he'll do this for another 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably, Very well, like good, if he yeah. wants to, like that's crazy to think about. He's gonna but be doing this. He's already wrote, written his ticket because, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the, literally the requirement is run a dynasty, and, yep. and that box is checked, guys. And and one Pretty of the only eight dynasties to ever do the back to backy portion of the yep. program. So so he will almost certainly get his flowers, and well, he will use his flowers right now, but he's. He's on a very, very uh, fast track to Canton for sure. Um, and he's they're not done yet is the most insane part. They're not and done. So with that, before we, you know, we don't want to go on for too much longer. We've pretty much got most of the player and coach and impact legacies and all that stuff. Um, obviously, the Chiefs as a franchise moved to uh, four Super Bowl titles, which is climbing the ranks. I think there's only a couple teams that are all time above them now. Um Patriots, Steelers, Most championships in the AFC West, correct? Yep, we um, we have now officially yeah. eclipsed that feat. Uh, we were tied <laughs> with a couple other guys, and now we are at the top of that. We are at the top of that mountain. Um, they had a two-trophy lead when Mahomes started. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good to see. Um, so the, the last thing we'll do before we get out of here, we'll talk a little bit about the parade, uh, the fun parts of the parade that we saw before. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the unfortunate events afterward, but there were some good times. Um, <laughs> for the first time, I think in in Kansas City parade history, it was actually a nice sunny day out there. It was like 60, oh, 70 so degrees. Nice. Out. It was a nice one. Yeah, it wasn't like cloudy and overcast and cold like it was for the past two ones. Um, yeah, raining. Rain. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, obviously, the players had a really good time. We saw some. We saw the guys get out and. <sighs> Uh, explore the streets. Willie Gay was Willie Gay was on one. Uh, he might have been one of the big highlights of the the parade itself. I know? would never wear a shirt if I looked like that dude either. So I I I mean okay. yeah, absolutely chiseled. Like can't believe he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna get a contract from someone this this oh, yeah. And we love Willie. He said he was out. He's probably yeah. He's, he's, he he pretty much confirmed that he's probably gonna be out. Which you know we'll we'll talk about that but willie is a dog and we love him and he will definitely be a legend forever in chief's kingdom regardless and uh, that picture of him lying on the ground there will be forever mortalized as uh, as just that an iconic so cheese photo um yeah isaiah pacheco had a good run on the on the parade he was having a good time he found patrick yeah yeah he sure did um clyde clyde was out there which was good to see him out there and obviously yeah. Patrick, I explain. I should explain. Pacheco was carrying around a, a goat, a baby goat with a Mahomes <laughs> jersey. Yeah, he was. Like someone, someone gave him a baby goat, which is I don't know where that goat came from. Or if that goat, Kansas got City, bro. Yes, yeah, that's true. Hopefully, that goat welcome to the Midwest, y'all. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, the yeah, we saw Patrick Mahomes walking out there with his shirt off at one point. Um, mm-hmm. It was a it was a pretty uh, fun parade. Not giving the Bills fan a high five, which I thought was excellent. <laughs> yeah, that was um, good. Um, the Drew Tranquil in Drew Tranquil, yeah, Drew Tranquil really was having a day was out there. Incredible. Oh yeah, he was having the best time of his life. He brought the gun, like you know, the he had a shirt. Yeah, sun's out, sun's out, out, baby. Full on sun's, sun's out, out. and uh, he was yeah. he was very much letting uh, the city of Los Angeles know that hey, y'all ain't got nothing compared to what this was. Ooh, that that dude, was boy. Obviously, he wasn't a part of the the uh, the parade that was in Los Angeles because that was for the Rams. But um, yeah, safe to say that the, the Kansas City he he's definitely enjoying his time in Kansas City, and that's a guy that I would also like to see back in a Chiefs uniform next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so many. There was there was a lot of real fun fun times on that parade route, oh, so um, and then and obviously some of the speeches. Um, yeah, that's that was the the real highlight. The speeches. Travis's Travis song. song. Oh, Travis, you know, was just going, oh, honey. Travis Kelsey. I mean, oh, people saw it. People pulled. people knew it was going to happen before before the parade because <laughs> we you saw everybody pause. else. Uh, the, Travis Travis got Travis got approval, sir. You cannot slander that performance in that manner. The yeah. song's originator wants him to come open the bar that he's opening and sing that song with him. You That's... can't. You can't. Hopefully he said he loved it. Sober. Garth, Garth said he yeah. loved it and that he wanted him to come over and wanted them to come do it. And he'd send the plane to pick up Travis and his crew if he wanted to come yeah. open the bar for him with it. Yeah. I, hey, listen, it, I, was... it wasn't for everybody, but it was a good time, though. But I, I will say. I think a lot of people might have predicted that, that might be the case because uh, before the parade kind of kicked off, we saw uh, a lot of beers from everybody else. Everybody else on the team had having a lot of Bud Lights. Patrick had some Coors, um, and then Pat- uh, uh, Travis Kelsey was up on the bus with a full bottle of Don Julio, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't full for long. Yeah, so safe to say, by the time Travis got onto that stage, he was plastered. I mean, There's he also was. Not- probably a guy that's earned it more so yeah he was definitely having a good time i I saw a lot of people relating to a girlfriend out of town time to to really let loose and uh (laughs) he sure did he decided to really capitalize on that situation um he fought for his right (laughs) yeah he he did he sure he certainly did isaiah pacheco actually was the one who had to say that line because i i don't know if, if travis even remembered he the be- Travis I mean, said, "Travis said, if you know the words, sing along." And then, yeah, then. To right, let me start reading on my phone here. I'm surprised he could even read those lyrics. Well, I'm he surprised could, there wasn't which is what four you heard during the. Uh, yeah, if you missed it or not, he had to improvise some pieces of that because he couldn't. Yeah, he had to improvise. Mahomes, yeah. Mahomes tried to save him at one point, and then the the DJ tried to, tried to put the song yeah. on the end, and yeah. it was entertaining. It was definitely there's a lot. I mean, we actually. This time, I see we saw a lot more speeches from players. I don't know. They Legarius got the mic. Yeah, Legarius got the mic. Shouted out him and Trent were were having a little moment there. Isaiah Pacheco got the mic. Um, Chris, Chris Jones. Jones obviously got the mic up there. Uh, Justin Reed, mm-hmm. I believe, had the mic as well. Uh, so that was a lot cool more players. A lot more players. Yeah. Which, which is what I'm we glad. Need. I think I mean, they're learning. I think they're learning. Yeah, um, I think definitely learning yeah. from that. Well, I uh, think it's important to note that. Uh, uh, Leo Chanel did not scale any uh, oh, double decker buses stayed, this year. Stayed grounded. Yeah, he like didn't he did. bend any there. of the bars on the side of a double decker <laughs> yeah. bus. He, he yeah. yeah, he controlled his his uh, 
in our. I'm you know, sure they probably had team. a pre pre parade combo. Hey, Leo. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there was a conversation. Hey, All right, can we can we Leo. not can we use money last year? Can we? Well, no, because he straightened the bar back out after he bent it. Remember, he fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice guy. What a he was like, oh, I, I meant that. I fixed it. <laughs> but they, I'm sure they were probably like, hey, can we use like the doors and like the stairs yeah. on the bus <laughs> instead of the side of it, like your Spider Man? We. Yep potentially would like you to not hurt yourself that'd be great yeah <laughs> so yeah hey so, man uh, they're, they're getting pretty good at this though i don't think anybody about, i didn't see anybody get wheelchaired out although travis probably was a candidate for yeah for the <laughs> uh needing some help away from the stage but i didn't yeah. see anybody also, from cool the team see. need any help away from their because remember last year there were some guys that needed some i assistance right afterwards so yeah but yeah it was a lot of fun and then you know we already talked about the other stuff. I'm glad that we got to see a lot of the um, guys' families and stuff. It seemed like there was a lot more of the guys' families on the buses this year. I don't yep. know if that was just me, but it just seemed like there were more more people involved as from the whole from the whole Chiefs organization and the families involved. So that was good. I en- I enjoyed them getting to celebrate because, like Garrett mentioned, the weather had been so brutal the last couple of years. Right. Yeah. And now it's just a beautiful day outside. So it was good. It was good. Um, the entire entire operation. And once again, we got to mention Chris Jones got up on the stage and said, hey, I'm staying. He's coming back for three years, right? That was back. a three-year deal, he said? Three-year. Don't worry about the contract length just or don't worry about the, the money. Just go ahead, Brett. I'm sure Brett Veach was trying to track him down after, like, hey, just sign this piece of paper right here. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just sign this paper. You don't need to call. You don't need to call the big wish. Don't worry com. about your dumb agents. Yeah, agents. they were not happy yeah. about it. Don't worry about it. You're gonna be fine. Just live on this high and sign the contract right now. Um, Nobody's seen you have any alcohol today, right? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you're good, right? You're, you're sober. You haven't had it. You're yeah. Sign. Come on, sign the contract. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's uh, most of, of what to be covered. Back to back in three and five, guys. Enjoy it, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. obviously unprecedented times that not many people on this earth have ever gotten to experience stuff like that we're experiencing right now. Um, so it's pretty good. Chiefs Kingdom definitely uh, definitely enjoy what we're doing and what we've what we've seen, and it's not over. It's not over even a little bit. Uh, we've got. Full off season. Well, not a, I say full off season, but the, it's funny because we are our off season is kind of short. You know, all of a sudden the combines mm-hmm. in like a week and a half. The draft is only like two months away now. It's it, it's coming up pretty quick. Free agency is going to open in a, a very soon. The franchise the calendar window. is very short when we play in defense. Yeah, there's going to be there's a lot uh, on Chiefs plate very quickly, which is what happens when you play in February every year. Um, that will that will end up happening to you. So. Uh, just enjoy it. Enjoy the process. We have a lot more content coming your guys' way. Uh, our guy Arrowhead Tom down on the bottom of the screen. He's got a lot of good stuff going with Kingdom Recon. Um, they got another episode dropping later this week. And multiple, there's going to be a lot. There's, there's going to be a lot. A lot of episodes, a lot of content. A lot um, of draft stuff, guys. Yep, draft, offseason, free what? agency, uh, re-signing our guys. There's a lot of Chiefs free agents that are going to be uh, needing contracts, so we're gonna definitely touch on all that. We'll probably be back later this week um, to, to get you guys some more uh, off-season related content for the Chiefs. Yeah. But um, we can talk about Raiders blueprints and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's been 
there's been some conversations by some already people. Already some chatter. Yep, always some chatter. You know, as soon as the season's over, we've got off-season, off-season Good champions. Good for you, with Antonio. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> uh, so with that, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll end it here. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in, which watching, listening, uh, enjoying the run that the Chiefs Kingdom has been on uh, these past five years. The dynasty is official. It is officially here, and uh, it ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So be sure to follow us at Kingdom Says Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, go subscribe over there. Um, definitely got a lot of good Please. stuff or lives coming on YouTube, which is going to be a big thing for us going forward. Interactive stuff with you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Getting you guys leave comments and stuff, whatnot. That's always good for us. Otherwise, you can always find us on Spotify and Apple Music as well. Your favorite Spotify or your favorite uh, podcast listening platforms. Uh, you'll probably find us on there. And yeah, we are we are Super Bowl champions back to back. And now it's time for the off season. So that being said, Chiefs Kingdom, thank you so much for listening and watching once again. And we will see you guys in the next episode of the Kingdom Says. <laughs>